On today's episode of the Private Practice MBA podcast, how to ensure that your business director acts as the face and voice of your organization instead of you. There is no doubt about it. The business of medicine is sick. And that's why the team at Amelia Aesthetics created the Private Practice MBA podcast, where we unpack practical solutions to help plastic surgeons, residents, and even your private practice staff to go further, faster. I'm your host, Greta Nance, and each week on the podcast, we'll listen to and then break down a short lesson from our completely free business course found at theprivatepracticemba.com. Let's get started. My guest in the studio today is Robbie Poe, COO of Amelia Aesthetics, author, and one of the private practice MBA instructors. The lesson we'll be listening to today is the third lesson in our five-part series of the role of your business director. First, we'll hear from Robbie and then Dr. Jeremy Pyle, CEO of Amelia Aesthetics. After the lesson, Robbie and I will be back in the studio to discuss it. Now, let's unpack the second core responsibility of every business director, being your face and your voice within the day-to-day of your practice. So as we said in the overview, it's so important for your business director to be the practice's main point of contact for everyone, from team members to patients to vendors and partners. Why? Because this will in turn empower you as the business owner to only do what only you can do. Not only will this protect your time and focus, but it will will empower your business director to champion all of the key relationships which are critical to keeping the day-to-day running smoothly. Further, in my experience, this is the most difficult responsibility for the business directors to do well because business owners significantly struggle to allow them to do it well. And if I could be more candid with you, empowering your business director to be your face and voice, it's the only way that you as the business owner won't become a burdensome bottleneck that severely limits the growth of your organization. But in your defense, I I totally get it. Like it's your practice, it's your investment, it's your reputation on the line. I certainly understand why, why this is such an overwhelming concept for business owners to accept and to adopt. But nevertheless, like if you ever want to put your practice on autopilot and scale far beyond your personal capacity, you've got to reach a point where you're willing to hand your personal reputation and authority over to your business director. Now, before we talk about how to do this, I want to spend just a minute on what the byproduct of all of this emotional labor will be. I want you to think about How many hours during the business day that a busy surgeon will be able to be the face and voice of your own practice? In our experience at Amelia, this is usually about 30 minutes total per day. That's not even like 30 consistent minutes, y'all. Like it's more likely to be these short, incomplete conversations that are spread out between various patient visits and appointments. Certainly, all of us can agree that leading a healthy, growing practice is is, is far more complex for someone who is only able to give 30 sporadic minutes of attention to each day. 
There are just simply too many patients who need extra attention, team members who feel their feelings need more attention and being cared for, and vendor relationships which need managing. Now instead, imagine how much more could be accomplished well if someone you trusted were empowered to champion these, these countless situations on your behalf. Having seen it over and over again, I can assure you that it creates this level of freedom and efficiency and velocity, which simply isn't possible otherwise. Now, business owners, I need you to double your focus on what I'm about to say, because I'm going to share the single most important thing you must do to get an ROI on your business director. Are you ready? In order for any of these benefits to be realized, as the business owner, you must intentionally and publicly transfer authority from yourself down to your business director. Without your authority, they are going to hit roadblock after roadblock in their attempt to oversee your practice and to make your vision a reality. Now, telling you to be sure to transfer your authority down to your business director, that, that is easy for me to say. I, I acknowledge that, but it, I know that it's just very difficult to do. In fact, this is like one of the most difficult transitions to make when you begin working with a business director because Everyone's default, including yours, will be to lean on you as the face and voice of your practices day to day. But remember, the goal of the autopilot operating system is to scale far beyond your own personal capacity, which requires empowering your business director to be your face and your voice for the day to day of the practice. This, this transfer of authority, it's so unnatural to do that I wanna give you some really strong examples of ways that you can ensure your business director is good and empowered. So first, be sure to stand up in front of your entire team on a regular basis and remind them to go to your business director as a first line of defense, not you. Remember, one of your business director's jobs is to protect you and your time, to serve as like, like a filter of sorts. You won't believe how much more focused you're going to feel when you're only fielding the mission critical questions that the business director filters up to you in this process. And speaking of your team, make sure that everyone sees you as in like literally sees you meeting with the business director on a regular basis. When someone emails you or comes into your office and asks you a question about the day to day of the practice immediately, redirect them to the email or to the person of the business director instead of falling for this temptation to field it yourself. A common occurrence is for Amelia surgeons to loop the business director in and while doing so, giving them an opinion. That way your voice is heard in the process. When it comes to working with your partners and with your vendors, Introduce your business director as the person who runs your practice. Be sure to mention the fact that you don't have the standard practice manager and that your business director is fully capable of running with the conversation on your behalf. Now, naturally, you should be kept in the loop, but you're there to be the cleanup hitter. Let your business director be the one to get the, ba the bases loaded for you. And I can assure you, as difficult as this discipline will be to build, it's one that you will look back on and you will be so thankful that you did.
Okay, Robbie, I think this will still be really hard for a lot of people to digest. So today I wanna do my very best to give specific examples of what this looks like inside of a medical practice. So I know you mentioned in your part of this lesson that the owner should regularly stand up and publicly transfer authority to the director. Can you give us some examples of how this happens? Because I don't, I don't think this is normal. Yeah, it's like uh, the natural bent for everyone will be to give the owners and or even a non-surgeon owner the authority over everyone else. That's not a bad thing. There's no way around it. We're in the medical industry. But if we're going to run modern growth oriented practices, then this business director, like we talked about last week, has to be seen as almost this like peer to the surgeon and to the owner. And even if there are surgeon non-owners in the practice, this business director needs to feel like they're even above, so to speak, those non-surgeon owners in the organizational chart. And so that's a hard thing to create. And so one, it just takes time. And so it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Obviously, you know, leadership is built on influence and it's just going to take a new business director a little bit of time to build the influence. But nevertheless, the business owner can help this a lot. And, you know, the, the things that come to mind that Dr. Pyle did so well transferring the authority to me. And then once I moved out of the seat of business director over at the Amelia Raleigh location and a, a new business director came in, the things I saw Dr. Pyle do that were so effective were one, he just thanked and praised that business director publicly on a regular basis. Just say, hey, so-and-so did this and it was awesome. This is affecting every one of you guys. So be sure you thank them for what they did with paid time off or whatever it might have been. Also, and I, and I think I'm going to like steal a little bit of thunder from, from something you may have wanted to talk about, but just meeting publicly. It's honestly the thing that I think goes further than anything else, because as we talked about in that video, also this concept of redirection, like if everyone else is getting redirected from the practice and then they see the one person who is never getting redirected is that business director then that makes it very clear. Like that makes it very clear that, you know, this idea of meeting publicly, being able when the team can see the business owner giving time and attention to that business director, I honestly think that goes further than just about anything else. Hmm. Maybe I truly never realized that this was a strategy. So is what you're saying, so Trevor, our current business director of our Amelia Raleigh location, he intentionally or he and Dr. Pyle intentionally meet, say, in a shared space and have a quick chat throughout the day so people see that they're communicating, but you go to Trevor if you need something. Is that what you're saying? When a team member sees you know, Trevor inside of Dr. Pyle's office sitting there for seven, eight, nine, ten minutes, that's a long time for someone to get some of Dr. Pyle's time, right? Like that very clearly communicates where Dr. Pyle's influence is. And then it just naturally transfers down to Trevor. Because remember, that business director, like, if we're if we're being completely honest, that business director doesn't have much natural authority. They have may have some positional authority, but positional authority doesn't go very far at all. It's the persuasional authority that goes so far. And when team members see, man, Dr. Pyle really values 
that whatever is going on in there, whatever that conversation is about, he really values that business director's time and attention, then that naturally creates influence with that business director. I know it seems simple, maybe even a little silly, but don't close the door when you meet or meet in a room that has a glass, you know, a glass partition or something to where everyone can kind of see what's happening in there. And we do the same thing with our leadership team. Like, you know, just seeing now that I'm kind of in the seat of owner over on the agency side, when the team looks through my office door and sees you and Casey and Jason, it goes a long way with everyone to kind of on the team to know, oh, like they're meeting with Robbie and it naturally gives, you know, transfers my influence and authority down to my leadership team. And so this this idea of just let people see you meet seems so simple, but wow, does it go so far. Yeah, I get it now. Like it doesn't seem simple or even silly at all because that affects me so much when I see Trevor and Dr. Pyle meeting. Like, I'm like, whoa, 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 they're doing stuff. And later, you know, I'm like, oh, Trevor is my person to go to. So I think that's really neat. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, you also mentioned, you know, again, this goal of this entire lesson is to help the business director protect the business owner's time. But it's still natural for so many people to go to the owner. And so you're like, hey, immediate redirection. So they know, hey, the surgeon is not the one to go to or the owner is not the one to go to. But like that could come off as super harsh. So how do you um, redirect immediately and still be kind? Always start with praise. Like always start, like if you're that business owner and you're redirecting to the business director, always start with praise. Always say, oh, wow, like thank you so much for bringing this to me. Don't say it's a great idea. Like, because then that person leaves and goes to the business director and says, Dr. Pyle said this was a great idea. You know, no, don't say it's a great idea. Praise. Just say, thank you so much. I really appreciate you thinking about me and wanting to share your thoughts with me. Like, I, I just love how I bought into everything. It's such a, you know, attach it to a core value. Like, wow, one of our core values is make it better. And I really see you leaning into that core value. Thank you so much. Praise first then start deferring. Be like, oh, but you know what? Like, I honestly, I don't have enough visibility into, into the day today. I don't have enough visibility into that problem. I'm the, I would be a terrible person to help you solve this problem. Like, like help them understand why the redirection is about to happen. Like help them understand that this isn't about fitting into a, a nice, neat little org chart. This isn't, this is about getting to the right answer in the right way, in the best possible way. And that's what redirection is all about because ultimately, if you're doing an amazing job as a business owner, you're very far away from the day-to-day -day problems that your team is likely bringing to you. If your business director is doing a great job, they're very near to those day-to-day -day problems that your team is bringing to you. And so this is strictly about getting to the best answer. And just be honest about that. Hey, I'm so far away from this. I I would I would have opinions because I can't help but have opinions, but my opinions aren't going to be great. You should go talk to the business director about that. That's when the reader, I did like, like, don't feel like it has to be this, like, you know, I don't almost like, you know, militaristic response or something like that. Like it can be very human praise, defer, redirect. Thank you so much for bringing this. I love that you're thinking about this. I'm not the right person. I wish I were, but I don't know anything about this. I really think your next stop ought to be that business director. This part of the conversation made me think of, and maybe this would be valuable for people who are trying to institute this in already an established practice. When we started doing this, some of the team 
it did not go over too well. That's right. Now all of the new team members who have joined since we've established this, they totally get it. There's no mm -hmm. issue. You know, they love Dr. Pyle. They see him in the hall. They might say hi, have a quick chat, but they're never who he goes, they go to. But this was hard at first for the OGs in the office. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, what? I can't talk to the doctor anymore. Like they were very offended that we were trying to redirect them. Do you remember that? Like there were I some do. Yeah, you were one in. of them. Well, <laughs> not I hope for the same reasons, but I, I just like to talk to whoever's in front of me. If I have an uh, idea, I'm going to tell the plant, you know? So, but there were some team members who were like, no, that's my person. I don't want to go to that person. Yeah. And so how would somebody, if they're trying to start this in an established practice, get over that hurdle? Yeah, I think like one of the things that Dr. Pyle did really, really well is he was just like two kind of those OGs that you're talking about, the 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 used, the Lorianas, the people who just had for years gone straight to him. I remember him saying things like, hey, look, I know this is new. I know like, but let's just give this a shot. Like, we won't know if this is going to work unless we try it. So will you just do me a personal favor? and give this thing a shot. Like, let's give this new system a shot. Otherwise, we will have no idea if it actually is better and will actually help us run a better practice than we currently run. Like, again, just stay human with it. Like, I I think sometimes when kind of these rules of an operating system or, or the mental models that we teach, like, I think sometimes they can just come off as very black and white. And they're not like, like we are all working with human beings. And so just approach it from the heart and be like, Hey, we can all try something new and follow these steps, but also not lose our relationship that we have with one another in the process of it. And so just be human with it and just give it a shot and tell those team members who are pushing back, Hey, do this for me. Like you have, you have influence with them. Hey, do this for me as the business owner. I would really like for us to try this. Yeah, I'm sure we'll keep talking more and more about how to include your team and get them excited about an operating system. But that was a piece that helped me too to first of all, understand that there was a reason behind it. It was not just a purposeful hurdle you put in front of me. But also that's when Dr. Pyle started standing up and getting a bit more vulnerable with the team, which is so important. You talking about being human and he's like, I'm overwhelmed and I want to do all of these things, but I can't. I want to spend more time at home or I want to spend more attention on this. And now it's my filter. I'm like, oh, don't, you know, sure. I want to make sure he's having a good day or something. But this is this would only he would want to take this on. And I don't want to do that for him because I know he has a full plate. So I think explaining it well to your team and getting buy in is super helpful, too. So good. Well, let's hear what Dr. Pyle has to say about this. Robbie and I disagree on a lot. If it doesn't seem like we do, that's likely because this book is the product of both of us moving to the center on these issues. We've already worked through them and landed on the topic, otherwise we wouldn't put it in a video series or a book. But this is one we both agree on. And there's one point inside of it that I really want to emphasize, I think, from the owner's perspective. Robbie said, almost in passing, a common occurrence is for an Amelian surgeon to loop in the business director and while doing so, giving them their opinion. That's not a small thing. That's a critical point and a thing that I've had to work really hard at because it needs to be quick, concise, and clear. The skill required to do that, to hear information, digest it, formulate an opinion, and deliver it in a very short and efficient period of time is not 
easy. And like anything that is difficult, it will take some time. It will take some effort. And perhaps most uncomfortably, it will take your seeking out honest feedback and your team's willingness to give it to you. Because in these moments when you're busy and running between tasks and your business director walks up to you to ask a question, the temptation is to answer quickly. There's a reason, however, that Pascal wrote one of my favorite all-time lines. I'm not pretentious. I kind of don't even know who Pascal is. But he said, I've made this longer than usual because I do not have time to make it shorter. Short, clear, and concise. Those are the things in your communication arsenal that will allow you to trust your proxy as the business director. And those things are difficult. Expect it to take some time and know that it's going to require very thoughtful, purposeful effort on your part. And for the business director to be able to tell you when you're not doing those things. In order for that person to be the face and voice of the decisions that you make together, he or she will have to know what you would want or what you would do. Okay, so Dr. Pyle talked repeatedly about this kind of short, clear, intentional communication from owner-director, not turning it into an entire long explanation, but being really short and clear. Why is this such an important thing to master in this communication between owner and director? Well, one, because time is like valuable. Like if the, the entire goal of implementing this level 10 framework, the entire point of like, having a business operating system, a dedicated product team, a patient conversion funnel, like when we put all these things together and start building these things out, the whole purpose is to make a practice busy. And so if that is successful, then time for communication is little. And so, you know, it's like, I, I think that one of the really important kind of yin to yang pieces of the relationship between the business owner and the business director is believing the best about one another. You know, like we talk about this a lot because ultimately when, when you're communicating in kind of these short staccato moments, there's always gaps that are left. And, and sometimes when I see business owners and business directors start working with one another, they're asking themselves questions later on, like, oh my God, are they mad at me? Oh no, did I like, are, are they upset with something I did? Are they, do they think I'm doing a good job? Like all these kind of questions start coming up. And I think that as a business owner, business director kind of duo, you've just got to say, you know what? I'm going to believe the best. When, when I have a gap between what I expect and what I experience, I'm filling the gap with trust, not suspicion, and we're moving forward. And, and hopefully in that once a week meeting that you guys get a little bit more extended time, if you have a little bit of cleanup that needs to happen, that's where it can happen. Just push it off. You've got a space for it. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Do that thing. But, but during the week, like whether it's running down to the operating room and saying, hey, I've got a quick question. I need direction on this. I'm going. Or if it's a, 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 you know, a quick email or a quick text message, that's like, hey, I just did this thing. I made this decision just letting you know we can talk about it Friday more if we need to, wherever that that longer meeting is. And so I think it's just like, I you know, I, I whether it's like we've all had examples of this kind of communication in our life, whether it's with a significant other, with a parent, with a child, where like you just know each other so well that three words communicate about 15 minutes worth of information for, for, for anyone else. And so that's all it is. It's just 
it's deepening that business to business relationship so so intentionally that it really only takes a few words to know what's going on. It's to the point now that if I'm on the phone and Jeremy looks through the window of my office door, I know in in an instant if I need to get off the phone or just from the look on his face, right? And and again, like as much as I wish you could fast track this business owner, business director thing, it just takes time. But if you have these targets out in your future to where you're like, look, we need to be able to communicate very quickly, very briefly, but very deeply without it getting us emotionally sideways. If that's a target that you have, you can practice it. And so I think this is like, you know, I'm so glad Jeremy talked about this in the curriculum because I didn't personally realize I'm a high D. I naturally communicate in kind of like sound bites. Then, then, you know, it's probably hard to tell from this podcast because I'm so long winded, <laughs> but like, like in the day to day work, I'm just like, mm-hmm. la, 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 just move on, move on, move You're on. Very and so, succinct. yeah, th- that's a very kind way of saying <laughs> blunt. Um, but nevertheless, like, I think it's something that business owners and business directors have to master and therefore have to practice. Yeah. I, as an over explainer, <laughs> I think Dr. Pyle can also lean towards over explaining. When I think back before you, came into our lives. I mean, he and I might talk about something for like an hour and a half after the office closed, trying to dig it out. It was so sideways a lot of times. And it's like, he should have the confidence now with you to be like, hey, I think this needs to be done. You run with it and that be it. Instead of, let me tell you why I think this and let me give you a bunch of examples. And that just couldn't happen anymore the way we used to try to solve problems around and around and explaining. So I'm glad he brought this up too. To make it like very ta- sorry to interrupt. To make it like very tactical, the the that shift that you're talking about, the way that I see that have kind of having gone down is that used to Dr. Pyle felt the need to not only explain the why, but to explain the what, how we were going to get there, exactly what he wanted those steps to look like when he wanted it done by like you know it's like he walked through the entire process and now and this has got to be so hard for him because that stuff is fun it's fun figuring out how we're going to solve but he has developed an extraordinary but discipline to just be able to walk in and say um hey here's what i want us to do and why and then he leaves and that's his way of passing it down to us as his team to then go and do, like pr- make a proposition to like deliver on the thing. And so it has to be unbelievably difficult for a visionary to do that. But it is so important just to say, here's what I want to do and why now. And he will sometimes we'll come back and be like, we don't think we should do this. And here, here's, here's our reasoning behind it. And so it, it isn't even like a go do this. It's like, here's what I think we should do. Y'all, y'all could come back and let me know kind of thing. It has to be unbelievably difficult to do. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic of communication and as, again, a former business director, what happens if you're not getting the communication that you need from the business owner? You know, is that something you need to be kind of asking for? And if because I'm sure this is very unnatural for a business owner or a surgeon to start developing this communication style. God, it's this is tough because you will never get the amount of communication that you need ever like as a business director of a busy practice you will never get the level the amount the clarity that you really wish you would ever um 
And yet there has to be moments where you have the self-awareness to say, I genuinely should not make this decision with the set of information that I have. And so I do my very, very best to make sure that Jeremy is in the loop in what's going on. Here's everything we did today. Here's what's going on, la, la, la. Just from an information standpoint. And then if, I, if I'm like, God, I, I am roadblocked and I do not know what I should do about this situation, like I almost try to create a moment, whether it's like me walking down to the OR and saying, I'm really sorry to bother you, but I cannot move until you give me direction on something. Here's the, here's the download. Or it's an email, you know, to where I'm like, hey, here's three paragraphs about what's going on in bold the, 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 the seven cent, the, the seven word question, would you like me to do this question mark and then send? And so that way, like if he's able, it's as quick as yes, send. And if not, he typically will say, let's talk about this Friday. That he doesn't feel like he's, he, we don't try to have these long back and forths via email. We have tried that. It doesn't work for us. And so it has just become, hey, like, I can't move until I get direction from you on this. You just have to be honest about it. You have to be very clear about it. Business leaders hate surprises, even good ones. And so I don't ever want Jeremy to be surprised about something that he expects to be moving that isn't. And that's where you just have to be really direct, clear, honest, bring the information to the table, ask the clear question, and then say, I can't move and just setting the expectation. I can't move until I hear back from you on this. There's something like we're working on a book cover design right now. And I sent that email yesterday. I cannot move forward until I hear back from you on this. And then I'll set a snooze on that email to remind me in 24 hours to hit him again on it. So you just have to be honest about where you're at. Yeah, it's it's like we do try to run fast and quickly and efficiently, but and I'm sure there's times you just have to make educated assumptions on what he would do. But I'm sure there are misses on both of y'all's sides or where he's like, why did you do this? And you're like, man, with all the information you gave me, I ran with it because we're running a modern business here. We got to move. That's right. That happens. Like I make terrible decisions all the time. And at the end of the day, though, like it's it's. One of the one of the fruits of a, of a healthy business owner, business director relationship is there's never any fatal failure that like one of the fruits that you can really depend on as a business owner is even when you're a business director, if you will, if you will invest the time into establishing that relationship, you can almost guarantee, if not a 100% guarantee, your, your business director, they, they will make decisions that you're not going to agree on, but they will not make a fatal decision. They are not going to make a choice that's going to sink your whole practice, which I think is what business owners are ultimately afraid of when they implement the business director. But if you will put the time and the effort into d developing and, and maturing that relationship, you're, everything's going to be fine. Decisions will be made that you don't agree with. You'll fix some of them. You won't worry about the other ones. And half the time, the decisions you wouldn't make or the, that you disagree with, they turn out to be the right ones. So it's just like, just take a, take a breath. There's not going to be any fatal, fatal failures from the business director. Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing you keep saying is, though, at least decisions will be made. That's right. <laughs> we made very few decisions before we implemented this entire structure. 
because we talked about it and everyone weighed in on their opinion, but no one had a clear final say, no one brought numbers. So it was feelings and we made like three changes a year. <laughs> now I feel like we make three bold changes a week sometimes. And so, yeah, even if you're nervous business owners about this, gosh, so many important decisions will get made with this other person. So I think that's really valuable. Um, well, next week, we're going to talk about the business director being the hands and feet. We're trying to break this down and make it digestible so you understand all of the important things that the business director is going to do for your thriving practice. So make sure if you'd like to watch this entire course, if you want to burn through it right now, it's a five-part series. You can always watch it online at theprivatepracticemba.com for free. And we will see you next week. Thank you, Robbie.